Welcome to Arson, a magical audio drama storytelling experience. Arson contains swearing, allusions to sexual themes, as well as themes of violence. Thank you, and enjoy this episode of Arson. The team stood at the far edge of the throne room. Orly swayed as her eyes darted around the room. Her eyes landed on an imposing figure sitting atop the golden throne. She felt her muscles tighten, and she knew it would only be a matter of time until she would get the answers to the many questions still reeling inside her head. Her eyes drifted to the guard who was approaching them. Kaelin, good to see you. Guard Freya, you as well. Is this her? The one and only. Hello, Orly. I am Guard Freya of the King's Personal Defense. It is a pleasure to meet you. You're relatively well-known here. I'm beginning to gather that. The pleasure's all mine. Please, call me Ellie. Well, Ellie. The King has a few citizens that requested an audience with him now. You can wait. It shouldn't take long. What's going on? A few townspeople complaining about anything and everything. Nothing out of the ordinary for a day in the life of the king. Typical. We will wait. Thank you, Freya. Of course. Enjoy your time in Lafrisia, Miss Sharp. I'll certainly try. Jeez, calm down, will ya? Your shaking is starting to give me whiplash. Sorry. It's okay. Your Highness, I am simply saying that the permittance of occasional travel between lands could benefit your pupils. How do you come to such a conclusion? With all due respect, sir, your people feel trapped here. And so what is it exactly that you are requesting? Freedom, Your Highness. We are requesting freedom. As Basil said, we know your people would benefit. We know that you have safeguarded us and protected us from the dangers of the world surrounding us. But there is a difference between being safe and being trapped, Your Majesty. We are not asking for a permanent door linking worlds. Yet. We're asking for a chance to explore what the universe has to offer. We implore Your Highness to consider our words and to empathize with your loyal subjects. I appreciate your willingness to stand before me and bring such a controversial concern to my attention. I will take your words under advisement. Be rest assured I will not come to a decision lightly. Thank you, Your Majesty. We are grateful for your time and attention. We are counting on you. Your people are counting on you. 
my king. Blue Rock. That will be all for today. Please exit the throne room. Caelan, it's good to see you. The king has been expecting you. Is this the sharp girl? Yes, that's me. Excellent. Allow me to make your introduction. Your Royal Highness, it is my honor to introduce to you Orly Fay Sharp, accompanied by the Sharp's personal guard. Orly, it is an honor to meet you. The king stood from his throne, and an air of familiarity washed over Orly as this looming man, looking no older than forty years of age, and clothed in the most luxurious of fabrics and accessories, took slow steps to meet her at the foot of the throne. He reached his hand towards her, and Orly carefully placed her hand in his. He gripped it tightly and smiled at her. She took the opportunity to study his face. It was weathered. His forehead and the corners of his eyes housed a few deep-set wrinkles. Out of the corners of her eyes, she saw Kaelin, Nyx, Shelby, and Dominic bowing before him, and she quickly mimicked the gesture. Please, dear child, stand. Kaelin, thank you. You and your team have performed an impressive feat. Thank you, your majesty. <laughs> Pardon my staring, I did not realize how strong the resemblance would be. You look just like your father. So I've heard. I am sure that you have a million questions for me, and I intend to answer everyone I can. Please, have a seat. Arson gestured to guard Blue Rock and he left momentarily, returning a few beats later with a small red chair. He placed it a few feet from the throne and bowed before stepping away again. Thank you, um, your highness, sir. <laughs> Please, my friends call me Arson. I never get to call you that. You are not yet a friend, my dear. I plan on remembering this moment for the rest of my life. Shut up! What assignment were my parents on? And why did it last so long? Ah, I should have guessed that would be your first inquiry. Let's see. Your parents volunteered for a very important mission. They were sent to the realm of humans to investigate the then rumors now facts, of an unseemly group terrorizing and murdering humans, threatening the exposure of our kind. We can't risk humans knowing we're here, or that we exist. We would have become some sort of experiment for their enjoyment, humans. Humans have always been afraid of things that they cannot understand. And we couldn't risk that. You're right about that. The Unseemly Group was located in a small town in the territory known as Ohio. But we knew they may try to grow, expand. We needed to send someone trusted to locate and destroy these Unseelies. Your parents were the obvious choice. They were heroes, Orly. They did amazing, selfless things for Lafrisia. They gave up 
their entire life to go to Earth, and slowly, one by one, they would capture and destroy the Unseelie, protecting us with every one. So, what is an Unseelie, exactly? I mean, where did they come from? Oh heavens, of course! I am so sorry, I forgot your parents had mentioned you haven't learned the full history of our world. There used to be only one species of fairy, who were much like us today. My father, King Easton, founded the Frisia and created a safe and isolated place for fairies to live their lives, free from any threats the humans posed. And we lived here, comfortably and peacefully, for decades. <sighs> Flax Rathmore. He was a worker fairy, just like anyone else. But he longed to go topside. He, much like the fairies you saw here tonight, felt trapped and did not understand the importance of my father's rules. He longed to be among the humans and away from the fairies who had put him in a box and never, ever let him out. He felt stuck, alone, and angry. A lethal combination. He had a small but mighty following. A few people that would listen to him preach about the wrongdoings of Easton. His group became known as the Unseelies. One night, they came to the castle, murdered several castle guards, and then the king himself. They stole something incredibly valuable to the kingdom and left the Frisia. When they went topside to Earth, they became deformed. They didn't have the necessary equipment needed to survive in that atmosphere. Their mangled bodies became burnt, almost charred, and a new race of fairies was born. That was what you saw tonight. Orly shifted uncomfortably in her seat. She shuddered at the memory of the unseelie assailants, their charred bodies, their attacks of fire. She took a deep breath to steady herself. The king stood and began pacing around his throne. On that night, 73 years ago, the castle was in chaos. King Easton dead, most of the castle guard decimated, the heir to the throne of the Frisia missing, Flax on the run, and the king's youngest son thrust onto the throne, a child. This new king was appointed. He spent the next few years rebuilding the kingdom. When the kingdom was strong enough again, he sent guards to kill the Unseelies. It was not enough. They have since been reborn and regrown into a new generation of Unseelies. They've adapted. They've gotten smarter. And they're angry. The new king opened a portal that only true fairies could use. He then sent two young and eager fairies, your parents, to the realm of the humans to go undercover. 
and find and kill the rest of the Unsealies before they took over the world. You were that king, weren't you? Indeed, I was. So my parents were discovered? That is my best guess. They were so careful for so long. They were responsible for the capture and destruction of ten Unsealy assassins during their time on Earth. They were heroes. So... Am I a... A fairy? Yes, well... Not in any way that we've ever seen. You have full fairy blood. Fairy parents. But you were born without the ability to grow wings, or fly, or produce dust. To be honest, no one here knew what to expect when we received word of your birth. You were the source of so many questions and scholarly debates. Would you age like fairies here in Lafrisia? or human children on Earth? Would you have glowing eyes? Would you sprout wings? Would you need the same survival assistance your parents did? It's all quite fascinating. You are in many of our books. It's true. Ow, hey! Let the king speak. I was just agreeing with him. So I won't grow wings. It appears not. The Unseelie did this. Do we know which one? Was it the one Unseelie who was there in the park? We know that it was a fire. That is the Unseelie's trademark. And a normal fire would not have spread fast enough, stopping your parents from flying out a window. We determined that the fire was set with Unseelie magic, and it was probably set in their bedroom. But Officer Rathmore said it started in the kitchen and then moved up the stairs. What did you just say? The fire started in the kitchen and then moved upstairs? Not that. The name. What? Officer Rathmore? You're sure that was his name? Positive. What's going on? You don't think that means... What else could it mean? Uh, coincidence. Maybe. Not likely. What did this officer look like? I'm sorry, I don't understand. His face, Ellie. What did he look like? I don't- Did he have scars on his face? Burns? Uh, I think so. I I wasn't really paying attention. Think, Ellie. It's important that you remember everything you can, Ellie. Relax. Try to remember. Orly closed her eyes and thought back to what the officer had told her. A tear slid down her face as she spoke. It was cold in the room. They took me to one of those rooms that have the the two-way mirrors. I remember because when I saw my reflection, I didn't recognize myself. The officer, Ellie, come on. She's getting there. He wore gloves. I stared at his hands most of the time that he spoke because I was crying and I didn't want anyone to see me. Did you look at his face? Maybe. Yes. I did. I looked. He had a few scars on his cheek. Nothing drastic, but his eyes. His eyes were a dark brown, almost red. I don't remember seeing any burns. My king? Does that mean... It can't. 
Yes, it seems Flax Rathmore is alive and well on Earth. Thank you for listening. Today's episode was written by Nicole Tuttle and edited by Mariah Clausen. This episode featured the vocal talents of Nicole Tuttle, Michael Porteous, Emily Buza, Ace Corsaira, Wes Haas, Mike Crawford, Chase Greenlee, Abby Casino, Belle Johnson, Kate Gallagher, Cody Page, and Liza Holmes. This episode was edited by Brad Colbrook, Mariah Clausen, and Griffin Coldiron, and featured the music of John Bartman. And I'm Sophia Durisi. Want to stay up to date on all things arson? Follow our social media for more information about upcoming episodes at Arson Audio on Twitter. If you enjoyed today's episode, subscribe to our show on your favorite podcasting site and leave a review. Until next time, listeners. <laughs>